Rewinding. Rewinding Kaya FM on FM Rewind. Quite a show for you where the show is essentially all about you. Whatever questions that you might have, give us a call. Uh, it's your show. It's an open line. You can ask us absolutely anything, whether it relates to divorces, maintenance, whatever. Um, in the studio, I'm sitting with Ngobzi Tamdilo, and uh, he'll be helping me deal with some of your questions. That's the Law Report tonight. Know your rights. Know the law. The Law Report with Michael Matwining Bill. A very good evening to you, and welcome to The Law Report. My name is Michael Matwining Bill. Um, it's good to be back with you this evening, uh, where yet again we talk about law. And this evening, you decide what the topic is because we'll be dealing with all your questions. This is a show for you, Afropolitan. Um, so whatever's on your mind, whatever question bothers you, whatever you've always, you know, even the, a real uh, a, a real life story that you want to share and have us unpack for you, um, do give us a call 86 You can also tweet me. I'm at Matwining Bill. I'll be reading any comments or questions that you might post um, on Twitter. And helping me to deal with some of your questions is Ndaten Mubizi Tamdila. Lela, good evening. Good evening, Mike. And uh, I love these open lines. Uh, yeah, isn't they, it? Aren't they, aren't they great? Yeah, yeah, they are. They are. And I think uh, it gives us an opportunity to talk to the Afropolitan and uh, speak to what they want to hear. But it also tests yeah. you, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Sort it. of see what kind of a lawyer you are. Yeah, no, I don't worry. We'll throw it. You got it. I don't All right. Worry. I got don't it worry. too. I got <laughs> it too. So Afropolitan, we got this. So, so give us a call. Um, and um, and put us to the test. Let's see what uh, these two lawyers in the house can do um, to actually show you why we love law. Um, um, we love law because you know it's 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 not just a livelihood or vocation, but it's 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 our lives, and um, and uh, we we're quite happy to share our insights with you. Um, do you give us a call? Oh eight six double zero double zero nine five nine. An interesting thing, um, Lilo, that's happened is the um, President Cyril Ramaphosa earlier this week. Um, um, uh, says that fathers are now entitled to 10 weeks paternity leave. Is that what's happening? Yeah, and I think it's a progressive move in our law. Um, I I know women have benefited a lot from the progressive constitution that South Africa is. And um, it so happens that men also are going to benefit from from this. And I think most importantly, uh, the children born, because uh, the father also is also going to be physically available for the for the for the child and also indeed physically available to assist the mother having given birth so i think it's an extremely progressive uh, piece of legislation which deserves to be celebrated ah uh, well i don't know um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I honestly have very strong reservations um, i think <clears throat> i think there was a, a very good reason why women um took maternity leave yeah. and and essentially it's because there are in addition to biological intangible things that you can't see, uh, such as psycholo- psychological factors, contacts, bond, and all of those, which are fantastic. Yeah. There were compelling, and there are still <laughs> compelling biological and survival requirements and demands for, 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 for women to have maternity leave. And I, and I think that, that I, I, I'm not sure. Uh, I'm, uh, unfortunately, I haven't read up enough about this, but I'm, I'm, uh, it sort of doesn't sit very well, I think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but look at it from three angles. Yeah. Uh, uh, those ones you've mentioned are accepted. But the, the woman who they've given birth yeah. may also require uh, assistance from the husband or from the father of the child, which is not necessarily biological in nature. Uh, it might be, help me go pick up that bottle of milk or go do one or two. Is that other. what we're going to call it? We're going to say that it's for the women? No, no, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> I did say, I did say that this is a, a show for you. Uh, and so you do, uh, you are most welcome to give us a call by dialing 86 where we'll be taking any and all of your questions. And um, um, we, we, we so, we so, uh, I suppose, um, confident that we'll say we, we won't say we'll we'll we'll, nah, think about, nah, we we'll deal this. with it nah, right? yeah. sarah from pretoria good evening to you and thank you so much for calling good evening hi thank you for taking my call how are you i'm well thank you and you good good i don't know if i'm gonna go off topic but i want to there ask there's no topic you make the topic you can ask us pretty much whatever you want to ask us sarah as long as it relates to law 
Yes. Um, I just want to go about, I just want to know how to go about knowing about my father's pension fund and everything because my father was working for a certain firm and he passed away in 97 and my mother didn't claim anything because back then there were no uh, the certificate and everything. But recently we just got um, his papers and everything and I want to have a look at his uh, work stuff and everything. I don't even know where to start. Right, very good question, Lilo. Yeah, let's see. Let's see. No, don't worry, don't worry, don't worry, relax, don't worry. So, 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 just for you, Afropolitan at home, he's he's not sitting with piles and piles of books that you normally see in lawyers' offices. So, so we're assuming that all of these things are all in his brain. Don't assume, you know, it as a matter of fact. I think the the, 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 the the point of departure, obviously, is to establish from the employer uh, uh, where the pension was being paid to, because every company would have a specific... And, and, and sorry, before Sarah, yeah. please don't hang up, because um, we, we, we will have um, follow-up questions like, you know, um, did you have his payslip, for example, because yeah. that would sort of short-circuit the, the problems. Do, do you have it, Sarah? No, no, we don't have anything, but we know where he was working. Okay. So we basically have nothing because it was like a decade ago in 97. Right. Yeah, fair enough. Okay. Yeah. But, but, but still, please uh, ha, ha, uh, don't drop the line because interesting question. And I think I think it's it's not just for you, Sarah. I think it's for a lot of people because a lot of people um, will come to that. We'll, I'll tell you why your question is important. Yeah, yeah. So so, so if, if you know who the employer was and obviously she has the details of the father, the employer should be able to tell you which 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 insurance company has, has the, um, was to, to which the money was being contributed to. Uh, so you would need to show that you are either a factual or a legal dependent of the deceased. Uh, then you'll be entitled to um, to benefit from the from the pension. So, as a point of departure, I would say that um, uh, establish from the company where the money was being paid to, mm. and from there inform the the, the the pension fund concerned that you are either a factual or a legal dependent of the deceased, and you want to make a claim. Uh, it's even better if there's a marriage certificate. If you're saying that your yeah. your, your your parents were were married. And, and and what happens if um, she doesn't know or if the company no longer exists? Because I'm sure for a lot of people, the reality would be my dad used to work for this company. This is what it's called. But it no longer exists. But presumably the pension fund that received all the contributions would still exist. And the money will still be there. Yeah. So how do you yeah. go about that? Because that's, you know, the answer to that potentially is why I'm so excited about Sarah's question. Yeah. You, why would you go about what? <laughs> um, recovering. So if the employer, you know, I think it's an easy example that Sarah has because she can simply go to the employer and say, you used to employ my father, which pension fund did you use in 1997? And then point you to it. Yeah. In most instances, people have the exact same circumstances as Sarah. The difference being the company itself no longer exists. So it's sort of a a, a difficult exercise to ascertain which is the uh, pension fund? Yeah. Um, so let's say let's say the father, the company that he used to work for, is not around anymore. Yeah. What well, What does she do? It'd go to the pension fund. Yeah. Yes. And 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 the 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 thing, Sarah, is also um, and 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 Lilo, you would know this, and 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 I, and and offline, I'll tell you why you know this because we've had this discussion before. If you look at a lot of the pension funds. They have funds that are sitting, tons and tons of money that is sitting and is unclaimed. And they, it's unclaimed because the, nobody's coming forward to claim, but it's very difficult for them to, pay, to make payouts because they don't know where to find the beneficiaries. So it, it's, quite a, it's quite a big thing in the industry. So um, in, in, insofar as these un, un, unclaimed funds and and there are people who present themselves as investigators that actually go to pension funds and say well you know i can find the would-be beneficiaries and whatever and help these pension funds and similar funds to locate people so 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 what what i'll do um is during the course of the show we'll try to give you 
point you to the direction of where you go. I mean, your 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 situation, Sarah, is easy. As Amlilo said, go to the company and they'll tell you that um, the pension fund administrator was X. You go to them, no problem. And, and and unless you have a follow-up question so far as whether you're entitled to claim, but you should be entitled to claim if you are the child and, and your mother was the wife. So that that that, that I don't think is, is the main issue. The main issue for Sarah is tracing the guy. So so Sarah, um, um, your situation is easy. Just go to the company. But we'll try to find something for you, Afropolitans, if you don't know where your father used to work. Um, or the comp- I beg your pardon, if, 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 if your father or mother or whomever uh, the company that they used to work for is no longer available and, and you want to know which of the many funds out there um, you'd have to approach. Let's take another call and chat to Pinky from Midlands. Good evening. Good evening. Hello. And, and my name is Pinky and I'm calling from Midlands. Indeed. I've got a home loan with one of the banks. Mm-hmm. I borrowed 408000 Yes. And I took... Uh, actually, my loan was... Two hundred and fifty-seven thousand. Mm-hmm. I took a federal loan of hundred and fifty thousand, and then the bank is charging is debit the debit more than the installment due. Okay. Uh, to date, I have paid one million thirty-two thousand eight hundred and eleven. When I query this with the bank, they say there's nothing wrong with my account. My case is with the ombuds. They have disobeyed the instruction that they must fix my account. Uh, I need to know what is my legal right uh, regarding this matter. Okay, so the, the ombudsman has already um, dealt with this issue and they've directed the bank to... Yes, to uh, my case is currently with the ombuds. Right, but they've issued a directive, you say, to, to the bank to say they have to correct the yes, calculations. but they never... Um, obey that instruction. Okay. So, so there's a directive, there's a ruling already from the ombudsman that what is happening is is is. is yeah, they, they said my my kuriyami igu babape another twenty days which ba resolve the issue. I see. It's yes. it's not it's not so much a ruling. I think what the ombudsman would do is give the refer the matter to the bank and say, try to resolve this yourself. Yes. And if you can't resolve it, then you then then the ombudsman would come back again. So the, the okay. reason the reason um Binky, the reason why they have Amar Ombudsman is yes. to, to make sure that you don't have to spend money on lawyers and courts and all sorts of things trying to um uh, vindicate your right. Okay. So the ombudsman what what I understand and, 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 and of course I don't have the benefit of the documents in front of me. But what I understand from what you're saying is Ikesiako yes. Isasugu Ombudsman. So the Ombudsman yes, is still dealing ombudsman. with this case. So yes. But the Ombudsman has, has, has tried, they don't want to tell the bank something that the bank maybe made a mistake. They don't want to make it a, a case when they can just say, bank, just, just try to solve this. Uh, we're giving you 20 days. Yes. When the 20 days lapses, you need to go back to the Ombudsman and say, Ombudsman, you told the bank to look into this matter. They haven't looked into this matter. So clearly okay. they're sticking by their position. So then okay. the ombudsman would take it further. They would take the further steps in, in accordance with their act and their powers. Okay. Um, I, there's a letter that the banks uh, normally sends to customers mm-hmm. that shows installment. Yes. Uh, I queried a letter about this year, May 28th, March. I think interest rate was going up or down, I can't remember. Mm-hmm. When I queried that letter, I corresponded in the statement. The letter I responded in writing. That letter is incorrect. Now I'm trying to find out is it right to incorrect. Well, I'm assuming Wutibanzi put, and if 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 they've oh. made a mistake and they say, "Well, gee, sorry, we sorry, we made a mistake," we'll take mm-hmm. that letter, we'll retract the letter. Then there's no harm, no foul, right? Yeah. So, 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 can I take a step back? You, you are saying you took a loan of four hundred. Are you suggesting that the interest you've paid is more than the capital amount? Yeah, uh, I took uh, the total amount approved. It's four hundred and eight thousand. 
but according to the bank, I still owe them is six hundred ninety-two thousand. Mm. Yeah. And how much have you paid so far? One million, one million zero thirty-two thousand eight hundred and eleven thousand. Yeah. Okay, I I get it. So I think your case is is very easy. The ombudsman yeah. will sort it out mm. um, because there's a rule that says you can't. You think In you, yeah, you you want it to go to that point where you say yeah. no matter what credit agreement you have, you can never in law charge somebody more than double what they borrow. So if I if I borrow from you a rand, I could never charge you more than two rands or another rand as interest. Yeah. That's that's the rule, okay? So that that no matter what the interest rate is, you can never exceed that that uh, th- th- that amount. So you, from what you're saying is that there's not only an issue that may go to uh, the National Credit Act, but there's also issues on common law to say you've just exceeded a fundamental principle of 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 credit agreements. So um, the ombudsman will be able to help you. Cases is very easy because it's a it's a it's a matter of just calculations like arithmetic yeah if you don't come right phone us and when you do phone us the next time we have an open line because we intend to have a few remind us of this conversation and we'll remember and we'll try to help you okay pinky uh, last question can uh, i take pinky. the bank up for sending me a wrong letter sorry no but they've retracted the letter the so. yeah they no they've, 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 they've retracted let's take another call keleto uh, from Bell park good evening Hello. Hi. Good evening. How are you? Well, and you? I'm good. Um, my case is regarding your child maintenance. Mm-hmm. I cannot get hold of my ex. It's been almost two years now. He left his um his employment. I'm being told that he left the company about two years ago. I've been trying to get hold of him. I cannot get hold of him, and it seems like he's changed his business. So I'm going to um, maintain his card. The check they told me that there's nothing you can do because I don't have this. So I just want to know what can I do? I think as a point of departure, you need him to be there because the the, the claim is against him. Mm. So he needs to be able to be served with papers. Uh, He needs to be able to indicate what his financial means are. There needs to be a determination of whether or not he can afford to pay the amount of money that you say uh, he should should pay. So Mm. as a respondent, he needs to be there. Mm. But if, for instance, we were talking about pension funds and, 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 and all these things, if you say you know either he is working for this company and he has monies that are in certain accounts, then you can bring an application to attach those funds. Mm. If you are able to directly link him uh, to the ownership of, of, of those funds. So, so, so as a point of departure, you need him to be physically there because he needs to be able to, to indicate whether or not he can afford the amounts of money that you are saying. But if you can't find him at all and you know where he was working or you know... Uh, somewhere where he has money, you can bring an application to attach uh, to attach those 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 funds that he has. Yeah. Okay. So that that sort of partially um, helps because that that sort of presumes that you know. So it's helpful if you know where he has money, Kelito. So if you know that he used to work for that company and he might have some pensions, then you're quite right. You can go and attach those. But where she, she doesn't know, and she where you know you don't know where he keeps his money, what pension he belongs to. Um, you also don't know any of his assets and you don't know where he is, then um, I'm not sure if, 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 the, if the maintenance court is doing you um, a, a, a service because they have investigators in maintenance court where, the, the, where they can trace people, where they can find people because if somebody is in South Africa, they should be able to find them. Um, so, so, so I think, I think the advice that I'd give is you need to go back to the maintenance court because they can't just leave it at, we can't find him full stop. They need to be able to say, you know, un- unless it, it, it also depends, you know, some people are just generally can sort of disappear off the face of the earth, depending on levels and what they do for a living, etc. But if it's somebody who is employable and tends to work, they can find him. So you need to go back and, and let, 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 let the 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 officers um, uh, uh, do more, and if it means talking to somebody higher in the court, do that. But failing that, failing failing that, there are also people you call tracers, Galeto. 
and and if you just go and Google and you go Tracer, you'll find a, quite a series of them. And these people's job is to find people. And uh, whenever we struggle to find somebody, because often we have to sue people and we don't know where to find them, we find Tracers and Tracers will uh, half the time find people as long as you have basic information like their ID numbers, etc., etc. Okay? All right, shall we take a break? Let's take a quick break and when we come back, uh, I'll be going straight back to your calls. Know your rights, know the law. The Law Report with Michael Matuening Bill. Welcome back to The Law Report. We continue to take your calls and uh, you can give us a ring by dialing 86 where you can pretty much ask us anything that pertains to law, whatever bothers you, whatever comment that you might have. This is the show for you where you pretty much dictate how and where the show goes. So like Susan, you can give us a ring from Boxbeck. Susan, good evening. Good evening. Thank you for taking my call. You're most welcome. My question is, my mother-in-law separated with the husband 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. And last year, the husband passed away, and she only found out that he had divorced him long time ago. Mm-hmm. And she never knew about the divorce. And now she wants to know, she's got the title deed, is she entitled to the house? That the, that the man remarried another wife. Mm-hmm who is now living in that house, yeah. which is the house that is in both the, my mother-in-law's name and, and the late husband. Mm. And it's, it's, Does it's, she have any rights to the house? Mm-hmm. So your question is, is, is interesting in, in, in the sense that it, it, it presents two issues. And, and I want to deal with with the first issue and and I'm assuming that the first issue is your mother was divorced without her knowledge you know where mm. how, where does you know where does your mother then or your mother-in-law then stand in circumstances where she's divorced without her knowledge and that can happen in one of many ways just like the problem that we had um with the previous caller where the where you couldn't tell the um you couldn't locate somebody that you wanted to sue in law there's something we call substituted service so if I can't find you if I need to divorce you, for example, Susan, and I can't find you, I can go to court and say, court, I try to find Susan, but the reality is I can't find her. Um, so he knew, he knew exactly. F- f- fair enough. That could very well be factually true, but legally speaking, the, yeah. the, the father could have then gone to court and said, well, I can't find my wife, um, uh, but I want to divorce her and I try to find her. I tried this and I tried that. I couldn't find her and I want to divorce her. And the court will then say, well, go advertise in the newspaper, go do this and give them a few directives on what to do to, to be able to find um, your mother-in-law. And then failing that, if following that she's not found, then the court would in all likelihood hear the divorce application in your mother-in-law's absence. So that's how it can happen where you get divorced without your knowledge. That's, that's how it can happen. Whether that is factually correct or, or whether whatever has been given to the court is factually correct or not, that might be something open for debate that if you then discover that you've been divorced, you can do something about it to say, um, you know, it was obtained by fraud. That's always something that would have been available to your mother-in-law. But you then also ask a secondary question. And that secondary question is, well, at some point there's one house and at some point um, the house is registered in both their names and at some point your mother-in-law was divorced. The, 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 the thing is, so the worst case scenario for your mother-in-law is, is a, it's still a good case scenario in the sense that even when you're divorced in your absence, you're still entitled to all your matrimonial benefits. So if you're entitled to half of the house 10 years ago or however many years ago you'd have been divorced, you're still entitled to that now. So what it means is that your mother-in-law first has a, has a claim in respect to that property and that claim is for half of it. And to the extent that, you know, uh, the, the actual division, in other words, Gamena, Gawena, you take half or you take this didn't happen. The fact still remains that she owns half. So best case, so that's the, so the best case is that. Um, uh, so, so, and, 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 and there's no divorce or anything that could deprive your mother-in-law of that. So she, even if she's not in the title deed, she owns half of that property by virtue assuming, of course, they're married and come into property by virtue yeah. of their marriage. So she's entitled to half of the property. And that is so, despite the fact that he entered into a subsequent marriage. All right. Does that help you? Where do we start? 
you start by going to the new wife and saying, hi, wife, we are entitled to half. How do you want to do this? Do you want to pay us out? Do you want us to pay you out? Or shall we sell this property out? So try to get an agreement. Failing an agreement, you need to get a lawyer and start to fight. But it won't be a very difficult fight for you because you do own half of the property. Okay. Okay. It doesn't matter whether he has remarried. No, no, no. It, 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 for the same reason, it wouldn't matter if your mother-in-law had remarried. She'd still be entitled okay. to that. All right. Thank All right. You so much. Thank you. Thank you for your call. Okay. Let's go to Eric from Nigel. Eric, good evening. Hi, good evening, Mike. Can you guess Dave? Good evening. Uh, that's in Mobiti Tumlilo. Welcome back. I, I, I hogged the mic, by the way. I wasn't shutting Mlilo out. He did step out for, for, uh, for a while. You know these old men and their bladders. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to look for the best lawyer. I'm going to liquidate that MBA. Don't know. Uh, Eric, what's your question? Mike, thank you for taking my call. Um, mine is a situation whereby my father worked for a mining company, and I, I'm, I'm referring to different, I think they have changed from one company to the other of mining. And my, my father actually worked for 45 years with the company for the mine that he worked on. However, he retired, and he basically lived only for five years thereafter, right? As a result, when we inquired about his outstanding pension fund, and I don't know whether I can mention this company, we were referred to Alexander Forbes. Mm-hmm. And when we applied for the pension funds and the like, we were told uh, basically it does not have any funds. However, it, it wasn't in writing. It was more telephonically reported to us that it doesn't have funds. But there was nothing original or professional about responding to our actual uh, documents that we submitted to them as an application to say we have acknowledged your your receipt and your application. There was nothing of that. However, there's not, neither was there any responses back from them to say, you know, there's no money available for that. So I just wanted to know what is our options around this issue because mining seems to have their own rules and their own clauses that if a the primary member comes to pass or dies, if my mother was still alive, she could have still claimed his, mother, his monthly premium. Mm. But in this case, my mother died prior to him. Mm. So he was the last standing member. As a result thereof, uh, it seems the laws of the mining clauses prevented us to have any access to that pension. And then, and then at the time of his death, did he have anybody who is entitled to maintenance from him? Well, uh, Mike, I was the executive of his will at that point in time. And we were, I was on the last, and so as a result, it's we were, so to speak, having access to that. But, but I'm asking, was he responsible for, for your maintenance or anybody's maintenance? No, no, no. Sorry, okay. no not at all. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think... Uh, the, the, the the issue is that for you to benefit, you need to be a factual and legal dependent of mm. the deceased. But also, it might very well be that in the liquid, in the when they were winding down the estate, that portion of the money that was sitting in the pro, in the in the provident fund would have been money that would have been accrued, to, would have been due to be paid to the uh, to the estate. So that would still have constituted an asset to the. But they're saying they never got anything. Uh, did, did I understand correctly, Eric? So we never got anything at yeah, all. so it's not that there was, uh, 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 you know, uh, some cash. So, uh, there was nothing. So, so, so he wants to establish whether, as a matter of fact, uh, the, the company that he mentions had the money or did not have the money. It, 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 does that capture your, 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 your question, Eric? Yeah, my question would be, you know, as much as he's worked 45 years, let's let, uh, figure it out. You know, if he had 5 million, he was entitled maybe for 5 million. I'm just making an example. Yeah. And he basically just used 500,000 of that 5 million up. So there's a balance of 4,500,000, 4, mm. which was never paid out to any of the family members. Right. The question would be, don't, are we still entitled to the balance? Oh, I see. The, not. All right. So, so, yeah. so, I think I think I mean, you, you you can fill in the gaps to the extent that I leave any. Um, but the the how it would work, Eric, is when when you subscribe to a pension a provident fund that fund would have its own rules in terms of which you subscribe and part of the the rules would be that if you are so your contributions are are then 
divided into two and, and, and two as in one third, which I will return to and the other two thirds. On retirement, you then entitle, depending on the rules, just remember that the rules differ. So your starting point is to establish what the rules are. Your father would have been entitled to one third on retirement. So if he had five million, he would have been entitled to something like, you know, you do the mathematics. I'm quite lazy and probably incompetent. So you'd be entitled to one third of that. Um, then, yeah, so it's some one point odd million. Then the remainder, the scheme would say, well, then would give you the remainder for the rest of your life. So if your father had lived to whatever many years, there would have been something that he received until the rest of his life. And unfortunately for him, he only lived for about five years. But those same rules or those schemes would then provide that if you have a spouse, for example, it would probably include them. So it would be, you know, for the rest of your life or the rest of your spouse's life or whatever the case might be. So, so the starting point is for you to establish what the rules are and who, who was the pension fund administrator because of the course of 45 years, it, it, the fund would have shifted to various, it could very well have shifted to various funds. Now, you're quite correct when you say that Alexander Forbes is not entitled to just um, get rid of you by way of a telephone call where you say, no, you don't have a cheers by. You, you're entitled to some written confirmation and you're entitled to insist on that. Um, so, so please do insist on them saying, this is the true state of affairs. Either he was not, uh, he didn't belong to any of the funds that we administer, or he did and we have settled them and these were the rules. So that is something that is always available to you. All right, uh, Eric, I hope you've been helped. Kenny from Bell Park again. Good evening. Good evening, sir. How are you? I'm well, and you? Thank you. Thank you very much for receiving my call. Thank you so much I for wanted, us. Yes, I just wanted to find out, man, I've been buying cars uh, from the auction. Mm-hmm. And my reason for you, for me to, to, to call now is that I bought a car online on SMD and then I paid it. Uh, I've sent the proof of payment. But the unfortunate part, I didn't search the car. But the rules of SMD say, when you purchase a car, you pay for it. The person who's gonna come and collect the car must come up with the with ID, or as long as it's gonna be approved, because they're not gonna release the car to anybody. So I went there to fetch my car. Yeah. I found out the car; it has been. I've been told that it has been collected. So I wanted to find out from the manager who collected the car. So he's sending me pillar to post, and he said to me, uh, the file is missing, there's no ID who, who picked up the car, and now I've already paid the car. Okay. So I went to the head office, but I didn't get any help. No, Kenny, you don't have a problem. Yeah, you. you don't have a problem. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, you did everything right. Yeah. It's not, yeah, yeah, you're not the custodian of the file. Yeah. You're not the person that has to release yeah. cars and, and verify identities, et cetera, et cetera. So they, the car was stolen from their premises and um, it has nothing to do with you. What I would do is I would demand the return, demand the return of your money immediately, give them a time frame of seven days. If they don't, then I'm pretty sure you can get a, a lawyer that can help you very quickly with yeah. just one letter of demand. It shouldn't, I don't think um, SMD would want to uh, persist with a case where there is none. It, it appears to me there is no case and yeah. whatever might be happening is on their end. Unless, of course, they want some time to investigate whether you might have had a role. You know, sometimes they might take that view. But, 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 but I, this is advice to you, but it's general advice. I think a lot of us, when we engage with a lot of these corporations, we do so verbally. So you go to a shop and you say, knock, knock, hi, I paid money. And, you know, sometimes written communication does help because for some reason people don't like to, you know, the track record mm. and the evidence and they can see where this is going. So, mm. so try to do that and, and actually reflect in that because I went here and I went there and I haven't received joy and I'm now communicating to you formally i'd like my money back don't demand oh. your car because if your car is gone it's no gone. no no yeah. th- th- that's what i was going to suggest mike to say he performed in terms of the contract Correct. he paid for the delivery of a vehicle he went to collect it 
So in the first instance, he must demand the delivery of the vehicle within a... Uh, otherwise, he's repudiating himself. Because he now, he, he now wants the money. Well, well, I mean, the, the, the reality is, if he's saying, they told me that somebody has come to collect it. So how do I demand something that I know full well has essentially been stolen? No, but, but, but it, it, what I'm saying is, if... if, if if you are demanding something other than what you bought for, yeah. w- other than what you bought, yeah. the effect of it is that you are repudiating the contract, yes. isn't it? Yeah. So uh, 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 what I'm suggesting, which, which, which would slightly vary what you're saying, which is otherwise correct, mm. is demand the delivery of the vehicle, say maybe in a day, yeah. failing which I'm going to cancel the contract. Oh, yeah. Then you send a letter that says, now, I demanded the delivery of, of the vehicle. I performed in terms of the contract. You failed to meet your end of the bargain. Therefore, I'm terminating the contract. I demand the return of my money. Okay, Kenny, does that help you? No, I, I, I think I think it, it it will help me, but I need to go to the head office again. No, it's Don't not go. necessary. It's not Write necessary. Letter, it's not necessary. You're making yourself too busy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean the maybe, manager. Maybe he likes he likes his yeah. SMD because it's like no, 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 one just happens. <laughs> In, no, fact, the, in fact, you must, be keeping, you, you must be keeping every receipt of the fuel that you are using to and from CMD uh, uh, because, you see... <laughs> I, think, I think just, r- r- you can go. I mean, if, if it really means a lot to you that you go to the head <laughs> office, yeah, go for it. Is, but what I'm suggesting is just keep a paper yeah. trail. Yeah, uh, okay. Yeah. yeah, but if, if, if you, you know, some people are passionate about, you know, a mano a mano face to face. No, but you, but he's, keep he's a paper continuously trail. depleting his money. He's already paid, <laughs> now he's all over the place. We're telling him you have, an, you have a penalty, an open goal. There's no need for you to get agitated. None at all. Lucky from Springs. Good evening. How are you? How are you, Michael? Well, and you? I'm good. And how's your guest there in the studio? I'm very well, my brother. How are you? I'm doing good. Okay, um, I've got a question. I'm asking on behalf of my father. Eh? Okay. Um, my father, he, um, he was diagnosed with diabetic at work. Um, they, they did these health assessment things, and uh, he, he, he was diagnosed with uh, diabetic. He never did any of those tests uh, outside work. Um, so my question is that he, he, okay, he's currently on medication that, he, that the medical aid pays for. So next day, he's planning on retiring. So he wants to know that um, is it possible for the employer to continue maybe paying for the to pay for the medication or or will he be paying the, the medication on his own? And if it is possible, what procedures are, are should uh, to be taken um, for for the employer to maybe pay for this um, medication? You mean payment after he has retired? Yes, after he has retired, is it possible? No. It- no, on yeah, what basis I think, that, I think, that I think uh, is are you placing some kind of emphasis on the fact that the diagnosis happened at work? Yeah. In other words, would 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 you perhaps not be asking this question if if he had gone to a clinic somewhere and they told him that he's got diabetes? Yes, yes, because I feel like um, you know, um, uh, diagnoses such as diabetic, especially if they are, they are tested at work, they are complex um, compared to your typical. Maybe let's say you have a broken arm, uh, you have an injury that was um, caused at work. Um, so yeah, I'm asking based on that. What is the role? Uh, what is the role of the employer in the illness that uh, in in the condition that your father had has? Okay, because they 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 work they work in a mine, so um, it's, it's confusing me a bit. That is why I asked them: Is it is, it, is it possible that the, an employer can be found accountable to 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 pay to pay maybe for the for for that medication? Because, like I said, uh, diagnoses such as uh, your asthma and your 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 diabetic, they are they are they are much complex compared to your injury that you might get. Like um, I see, I see. Yeah, look, um. Uh, it it would be nice to to readily tell you yes the employer can but I'm afraid I can't see a reason why yeah. um, and and I'm I'm reluctant to say that it can't I'm I think you know I'll just say that I can't see I can't see the connection for 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 you for, you know so let's take asthma for example if somebody claims to have asthma it it'd be one thing but if somebody claims to have asthma that is as a result of their employment in other words it's an occupational um, uh, uh, or it's an, it's an illness that has come by virtue of the occupation or, or work-related. In that case, there might be cause, but provided still they can show that that asthma is caused yeah. by the, their working conditions. 
With diabetes, on the other hand, um, I, 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 I would find it, I, I would find it difficult to conceive of of a scenario because they, diabetes is is two ways: it's lifestyle and genetic. Uh, genetic. Yeah. And um, you know, th- those are the causes of it. I, 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 and and I and I would sort of find it difficult to show how you could connect the employer in, in that. But but I mean, you know, maybe maybe think about it more, and 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 shed some light because sometimes as lawyers we tend to say, well, this can be done and this can be done, because we're thinking about things that we've experienced. But I, I certainly can't imagine. No, I also can't see. So if, if you're inviting him to think, I think the, the invitation should be to think around how you connect the company to, to the illness. Correct. Yeah. Absent that, uh, yeah. then I, I don't think there's a claim. Absent that, you, you, you got a bit of a difficulty. Mm-hmm. All right, like I'm afraid, and I'm sorry that we couldn't help you. Um, 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 yeah, but it, it is what it is. When we come back, we're going to be taking more of your calls and if you... If like Lucky and everybody else that's called in, you have a question for us, do give us a call 86 959 We're back after this. Kaya FM. Kaya FM. 95.9. Home of the Afropolitan. 16 minutes before 9 o'clock, I'm in conversation with Obizita Mlilo. you, you got to say that. With that name with something it's, of a it has a royal a name you can't mention it you can't, you can't just nah, uh, yeah yeah please that's my guest and uh, we're taking uh, all of your calls to the extent that they pertain to law of course uh, and you can give us a ring by dialing 086 uh, 0000959 early on in the show we were having a chat about what do you do if you suspect that your relative or somebody close has got a claim um, that they haven't claimed for and we undertook to look for this, but but one of the Afropolitans, David Tetla, who is at uh, Tetla underscore David on Twitter has come to our aid and we've verified this as well. He says, hi, Michael, regarding the unclaimed benefits matter following the caller from Pretoria, please be advised that the FCCA, that's formerly the, the FSB, it used to be known as, has set up a search en- engine on their website to assist people to trace the unclaimed benefits. So, so what you do essentially um, as you go into the to the website and you put in your de- the details of the deceased or whomever, they, sometimes they could not be deceased, and that will prompt you or direct you, um, and 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 at least help you because the sums that we say are in claims are in their billions. Um, so so David, thank you so much for 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 being a sports. We really appreciate it. Let's go back to the lines. Uh, Sfiso from uh, from Spokane. Hello. How are you, sir? Good and you. I'm good. Um, Michael, uh, I've got a family here that has been uh, given a run around uh, from what I believe. Um, the, 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 the husband was working at one of the uh, industrial sites here in the Val, mm-hmm. and he was diagnosed with can- throat cancer. Sorry, what cancer? Inhalation. Throat. throat cancer. Throat. throat, okay. Yeah, due to the inhalation of the chemicals in the plant where he's working. So I was told by the doctor, the company's doctor said that that guy uh, was diagnosed with that thing because the guy never smoked, never was drinking or anything. The plant where he's working, you are bound, the employees there, they are bound to be uh, contracting that disease while they're working in that particular plant because of the dangers that they are being exposed to while working there. So, residential of which the client was insured with them, they've closed the claim and said that guy was fine prior to his death. The, the guy is deceased now. So, of which they said the doctor performed a, a checkup on the person of which they lied because they would never ever attended to that guy. So the guys who actually assisted there, Dr. Simon, actually said the guy died because of the dangers in that plant. They monitored that plant. Okay. All right. Let me let me let me just two months. Uh, two two Sviso. weeks every month. Okay, Sviso, Let me just slip in a question. D- did they do a post mortem? They did a post mortem. And 
What did it find? And the, the post-mortem, you know how these things are done? They say it's natural uh, causes, but the doctor who performed the surgery on this guy, he said, no, it's throat cancer due to the inhalation of the chemicals. Okay, so, the and then, and then, yeah, so I'm just going to slip in a few more questions. So the doctor that is confirming that it's a th- it's throat cancer, as he calls it, is is he yeah. the one that operated him immediately prior to his death or during his death? You know, somewhere he's around the there. one who recommended him to the hospital, and he did uh, receive a confirmation from the hospital that indeed contracted the guy contracted throat cancer. Yeah, and even the doctor from the hospital said no, the guy died because they were supposed to do a second operation, because what happens that they did uh, remove the layer that had that particular disease. So he was yeah. supposed to heal completely before they can perform the second operation, of which it never happened because he was deceased. He mm. died while being on the uh, medical, uh, what he called, Bed. while he was, he was on the sick leave. Got you. So let's see if we can get you some help. Yeah. If, if 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 you're as confident as you are that these medical doctors can confirm that uh, he died as a result of throat cancer, which throat cancer is directly related mm. to uh, the dangers he was exposed to at the place of employment, mm. then there's a claim. Mm. Uh, but obviously you, you, you need to know that it's not what you say, it's what you can prove. You yeah. need to be able to prove that uh, the 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 throat cancer is directly as a result of the working environment in which in which he he found himself in. Yeah, and and I think that's the. I, I want to have a follow up and talk about. The, I'm not sure if you remember those big class actions around asbestos. Yes, I want to just yeah. maybe. Um, uh, I'll ask you something along those lines, but but especially if you remember uh, one of the uh, the other callers who regrettably I I can't remember the name said that you know he we 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 were saying we couldn't see how the diabetes of his father could be linked to the employer and 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 often with these medical claims particularly for occupational harm is is that you got to show it's it's one thing to show that there was throat cancer right mm. but then in addition to that you got to show that that throat cancer is caused by the chemicals in the employ in in in, in the job and, and, and therefore, those are the types of hurdles that you've got to overcome. But once you do overcome them, it's a very good thing. And, and, and often, uh, and, and that's probably some of the criticism that I could ventilate against South African lawyers. We very, you know, I know, for example, now you can have class actions. And, and you, you need a, an enthusiastic and brave attorney to, to be able to not only look at... Um, uh, is it your dad's fee? So not only look at your dad, but perhaps look at all the employees in that company because then you could find that collectively 30, 40, 60, 70 people have the same issue. It might take you long and then it's very scientific. It might be very costly as well. So you don't just need a, a brave attorney. You also need a financially strong attorney who wants to back up and finance all of these experts who would then come and say, you know, because for you, you know, you remember there was that debate around does tobacco cause cancer? Mm. That debate went on and on, but today everybody goes, yeah, of course it does. So, so, <laughs> so but I wanted, I, I threatened to, to deal a little bit with that asbestos case. I'm not sure if you remember um, uh, that, that, that case at all. Yeah, well, it, it, just a side one. Um, uh, class actions are good because they they holistically deal with a particular uh, scenario, and you know that it's it's everyone can almost fall fall in line. Mm-hmm. But they usually take much longer and they're much much more complicated because you need to have them certified. Because you need to apply to the court and then have have it as certified as as a as a as a class action, in, including. Uh, I think there was just one recently in the um, in, in the in the North Gauteng uh, High Court. So. Um, I don't know whether in his particular case, because when you're now going to do a class action, it's a much more, is it much more, much more complicated scenario? I, I, I thought that, I thought, and Sviso, we're just sort of having a debate. This, you can do either thing. You know, you could, you could just pursue your father's case on its own. Mm. And there's absolute good merit in doing that. But I thought, Lilo, I thought that if you, if you then say, my father died because of throat cancer, here's confirmation. But in any event, look at 70 other people who are... So, in other words, you're saying, you're saying it can't be a coincidence mm. that all that 10% of your staff have throat cancer when 
potentially all the people here at Kaya House have no throat cancer, right? Yeah. So there must be a, a common denominator and that common denominator would be the place, place of employment. Yeah. And I thought, it, it, and of course it will take long, but it might augment the case. But perhaps it might augment the case, but delay the case as you pointed out. So, you know, you, you, can, weigh, you can weigh those things together, but also a class action might also mean that because the money would be big, if, if, if 70 people are suing the same employer, it means that lawyer can just sort of apply economies of scale who thought attorneys could do that. <laughs> but, but clearly in this case, one could. Yeah. Um, so, so interesting questions, Fiso. And, uh, uh, but certainly if you can prove it and if you have experts and you've got doctors that will put themselves on the line and say, yes, yes, it will throw cancer and, and yes, chemical Y causes this condition, then, then I think you, you would have something of a case. We are going to go to the, the, the last call, I think it is. Uh, Tandy from Springs. Good evening. Thank you for calling. Hi, Michael and Tumlilo. Um, can I please find out about criminal records? Um, actually, I'm asking on behalf of my sister. She got arrested in 2011 and then got a suspended sentence. And then again, she got arrested this year. So what I would like to find out is how long is the criminal record for? And does it mean that since she got arrested again this year, does it mean that now it's going to be way longer for the criminal record to be removed and uh, for it to be removed does she have to do anything on her side as well mm-hmm. so um aren't you curious what she was arrested for um, uh, <laughs> no? right. mike don't be not uh, so 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 uh, a criminal records last for te- for a period of 10 years mm-hmm. so you, you, you that record will reflect on her as a matter of course for a period of 10 years now, if she gets arrested within that period of 10 years, like she did now, uh, you, you, the, the one that is within the period of 10 years is considered a previous conviction for the purposes of sentencing for the next, uh, next offence. Yeah. So if, effectively now, when you go do a police clearance for her, it will show two previous convictions. So it will show a criminal record in respect of the one for 2011 and it will show also in respect of the one that is there now. So you have two options. Either you wait for the lapsing of the 10 years or you bring a, a, an application to the Minister of Justice to justify why you think that criminal record must be removed. Yes. So you have, th- those are the two options available. Either you wait for the lapse of, of 10 years or bring an application in terms of which you request that, uh, that criminal record be removed, notwithstanding that it's still within the period of 10 years. Sure. So, so for the 10 years, as a matter of right, it gets removed or it can, it's capable of getting removed as a matter of right so you don't have to show any special reasons if you want it removed before the 10 years you've got to show a special reason and if i'm not mistaken it's exceptional circumstances exceptional circumstances and it's an extremely high test as, yeah but 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 then you're making that application to the minister of justice yeah but but of course um so so the 2011 one you potentially could get it or she could potentially get it removed in 2021 yeah and then the 2018 one should have to wait quite a bit yeah Unless, of course, she wants to make the application. Does that help you, Tandy? Yeah, yes, it does. Yes, it does. Right. <laughs> yes, it does. Thank you so much. All right. I hope uh, to you, the Politans at home, from questions uh, from Tandy and everybody else that has um, given us the courtesy and the, the luxury of their questions, um, you've learned something and in, in the process enjoyed um, spending time with us. Uh, I certainly have. Um, so, if, uh, Nila, thank you so much. Yeah, I, I think maybe Mike, we we I, I just think maybe we need a session on uh, on these pension funds. I prob- thought so. Yeah, you so, know, you you yeah. and I, you know, great man. Yeah, right? You see? Yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 All, right. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. All right. Well, it's a good night for me. It's been a pleasure. Rewinding, rewinding Kaya FM on FM Rewind. Visit kayafm.co.za for more.